Hello and welcome back after all the special episodes to a regular episode of Sigma Sports Presents Matt Stevens Unplugged. And by regular, of course, I mean we're back to the classic format where I chat at length with a guest. Uh, but there's nothing regular about this guest because this guest happens to be none other than Josh Tarling. What can I tell you about Josh? Well, He's a young man who's scared of things that are much bigger than him. He's six foot four, so actually he's not afraid of much. However, looking at how his career is going, it won't be long until he's afraid of himself. He's only 19, but he's already established himself on the world stage. The British national elite time trial champion, running for the Ineos Grenadiers at the world tour level, and of course, more recently, at the UCI World Championships in Glasgow, Scotland. And more about that a bit later. What else? Well, he's Welsh, and I quizzed him about his hometown of Abrayan. I think I got that right. Give it another go. Abrayan. Oh, he's also into VR games, which stands, folks, for virtual reality, but struggles to stay upright when walking the plank. He rooms with Geraint Thomas and has a funny story that will make us all feel pretty old. I certainly did. He avoids pre-race nerves by doing something I would have never thought of. Stay tuned to find out what that might be. And to find out why Luke Crowe inadvertently called him a Muppet. So, grab your favourite headphones, perch yourself in a comfortable location, Close your eyes and get lost in the virtual reality of this surprisingly laid-back 19-year-old, because this is the Josh Tarling episode. You know it's that time again. Podcast. I first met Josh Tarling at a team bonding camp, forward slash his induction to the Ineos Grenadiers down in Nice, where we enjoyed a sublime evening of fine dining and pleasantries. Or at least, that's what we'll say publicly. Now, Josh is a road and track rider with a natural ability for sustaining huge power, making him a frighteningly talented time trialist. In fact, we recorded this chat just a couple of months before his bronze medal at the Worlds. Now, it's really interesting listening back to him outlining his goals for the season and, of course, his knowledge of the menu at his local chippy. So stay tuned right to the end to hear his reaction to placing on the podium of the World Championships. Check it out. Cheers, Niall. Well, I've just started the podcast by saying cheers to Niall, who's disappearing, leaving me and none other than a purple t-shirted Joshua Tarling. Um, Josh, thanks so much for joining us, mate, and um, taking some time out of your busy schedule, mate. But um, it's lovely to see you. Last time we met, physically, was in Nice, wasn't it? It was in Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a uh, oh, who's play? I had Luke's blazer on, and not a lot else. That's right. Um, um, that was yeah. That was quite epic. Uh, we do have pictures, and we'll have to run it through our various channels to see whether we can release those pictures because there might be oh, very yeah. various legal uh, things in the way. <laughs> that was that was a good night, wasn't it? That was the. It was a really good night. Yeah, I mean, what we're talking about is the um, Ineos Grenadiers. Awards night, wasn't it? And also a training, yeah. well, not really a training weekend. It was a first opportunity for the new riders to get together and um, and and me. I mean, not many people talk about those sorts of events because it, was, it wasn't, the press weren't there. It was quite a private affair, but a really important first time for you to meet your new teammates, wasn't it? Yeah, it was super nice. It was just like, you know, you break the ice a bit, speak, have a chat with, and because every, everyone was there, you got to have a chat with, Oh, like I, you haven't seen I'm seeing people since then you know one of people in Manchester and stuff so yeah it's just nice to see everyone in it and the fact that there's no real racing and 
anything to work towards is quite nice. You just have a chat and chill, you know? Yeah. Now, straight, straight off the bat, what we normally do, um, previous to our conversation that was being recorded, we were talking about the rain and lo- your location. So I can see yeah. your... You're in the corner of a room somewhere. I know you're up n- into the northeast. Can you just describe to the yeah. people, the rest of the people in the world, uh, where exactly you are? Um, and, and what in, yeah, I'm in my girlfriend's parents' house in Annick, which is about an hour above anything, really. <laughs> it's uh, not quite in Scotland, is it? But it's it's up north. Uh, I mean, I mean a like a conservatory we call it the new room quite nice it's like nice and warm but uh my girlfriend said the lighting was better so you know i'd end up looking looking fancy for you um yeah it's, it's nice up here actually it's a bit of a change to andorra you know i don't have to cook and so i can just relax very nice mate very nice so of course you've um how long are you spending actually up there? Because you've had a really busy first part of the, of the cycling season, you know, um, culminating. Um, and it's yeah. probably a, a thing we probably need to talk about first, um, culminating in the win um, uh, uh, that you had the other day in the Elite uh, TT Championships. But So uh, we'll, do, we'll do a deep dive into that in a minute, mate. But what, what are your plans right now? Is it literally a few days to chill, just recalibrate and then look ahead and recover a little bit? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I was, uh, yeah, so I came back from Andorra after Norway and just did some club tens in Wales and then uh, up here just to relax for a few days now hopefully maybe four four days kind of really really chill just I don't know riding a bit and then get back into it and then I'm actually going to the track then just for a bit of speed you know because I think a lot of the training and stuff for World Tour has just been loads of uh, like long efforts and sap and and like hours, you know, so a bit of speed and power and stuff on the track will be good for the rest of the season. Good stuff, mate. And how how does Josh Tarling relax? Yeah, I know it's Ooh. a little bit of go. I mean, we all love riding our bike to relax sometimes, but what? Yeah. What? How do I relax? Yeah. How, what What do you like to do apart from sometimes it's nothing at all? Just yeah, sitting in front of Netflix and, and watching uh, Ineos Grenadiers and the rest of the lads on Unchained or whatever. Or are you a gamer or what, how How do you zone out? Um, I reckon we were saying about this last night that I've got wow, what were we saying about like interests and stuff. We were saying yeah, I had like an epiphany that I was like. I mean, I'm not actually interested in a lot of things. But then we worked out that well, I was. I've got, I do a lot of things. Like, uh, I like MotoGP. So yeah. we'll watch that. That's on Friday, Saturday, Sundays. Um, I got PS5. So I play uh, MotoGP. And then there's this new, like, VR headset that, uh, that I want to get. So uh, maybe while I'm in the UK, I might grab that before going up back home. And it's just... She's worried because I'll just end up ignoring her, you know, at the class. Uh, just sitting, imagine, just sitting in the evenings, VR on, and then there's a fighter jet game that I play. I played at Christmas, and it was sick. And you're just like, mate, you're in a plane, and you're like holding like a gun. Oh, it's class. And then, oh, there was a plank game as well. So it's like, you, you're in this VR, you do nothing, right? You just yeah. click a button, you go up in a lift, and then it opens... There's a plank, and like you're at the top of this skyscraper, 
Right. And then you just supposed to like walk along this plank in this VR. And it's I, like... It's, uh, right, uh, Josh, stop me for a moment. I actually get... Uh, I don't really like heights. And you just mm. describing that to me then, I actually felt a bit, a little bit <laughs> nauseous. You know that little feeling you get in your abdomen when yeah, you go, whoa. Yeah. I, 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 so, wow. Does it make you feel oh, sick? Do, do you get a bit nauseous? Because yeah. I, know I know the tech's a lot better than it was, but you clearly love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I get a bit... Uh... Yeah, with the plant game, you do get a bit like... It's quite hard, you know, because like, if you fall off the end, it's quite hard not to like actually fall in real life because like, <laughs> like cause it drops so it's like you dropping but then your legs aren't actually bending you know in real yeah. life so it's really freaky so it's quite hard not to like jump when you hit the floor can you um, can you imagine actually having to ring up rod ellingworth and say rod i've i've VR uh, well, what's up what, what's up josh what's what's up mate um I've, I've injured myself what have you come off your bike pals no, 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 I was doing this VR plank game and I lost it and yeah. I face planted in the fireplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had it, yeah, we had it. We had like people standing around so that wouldn't happen, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've actually, I've got, actually got another, one more hobby where... Come on then. I bought a fancy telly for my house in Andorra, right? Yeah. And uh, I can connect it to my phone and this is like the sickest thing. So I've got it on the phone and I can turn it on and off and like change the volume and put whatever I want on, on the phone, wherever I am in the world. So my new game, uh, like we did it on uh, Grace's grandparents came to stay for a little bit. While I'm out, I turn it on and really freak out people in the house. <laughs> so that's going to be the plan for the next race days is uh, wait until someone's in my house and then turn it on while I'm not there. <laughs> Well, that's that's kind of not really a hobby. That's just just like <laughs> yeah, people yeah. jumping. It. I'm just oh. annoying. That's my hobby, being annoying. Fair enough, mate. No, fair enough. It sounds it sounds like you got a lot to keep yourself um, keep yourself yeah. busy there while you're chilling out. Because it these it's funny when you relax and you've got a lot of time. It's when the time goes really fast, isn't it? And then you and then you're back in the mix, isn't it? You know, you're straight back to it. Um, yeah. But yeah. those moments of of escape because of the relentless nature of of what you do are, are enormously important and can't be understated. And and again, we've got to remind remind everybody, you mate, you you're still a really young man. You're not even twenty till next year, are you? You know. Yeah. So um, I mean, what has it been like for you, Josh, moving straight from the junior ranks? This is something that um, is discussed a, a, a lot now because there are more and more riders going straight from juniors. In fact, young Michael, the Canadian, was the same, wasn't he, in the team? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that there's there's a, there's a couple of other riders as well who who went straight from the junior ranks. But how's that been? What's that transition been like for you? Have you adapted pretty well? Is it all quite normal, or are there some really yeah. big shifts that have taken you a bit of time to get used to? Yeah, I think I had to, I had to grow up quite fast, you know, like um, get get a place up there and kind of learn how to cook and speak a little bit of Spanish. Um, but I think for sure it was the best thing for me because I just had that like certainty, you know, like if I had done the Tony Freeze, I'd be still fighting for what I have now. Maybe like, yeah, I would have been a bit more developed before coming in, but now it's just made me kind of kickstart everything. So like I had to, yeah, like I said, learn a bit of Spanish and learn how to like not blow up the house and stuff. So, um, <laughs> Not blow yeah. up the house. <laughs> yeah, learn how to do washing and stuff. So, 
Nice. It's been tricky, but I'm trying to be more organized, kind of. Yeah. I'm not very yeah. good at it, but I'm trying. Well, that's one thing. I mean, again, going, we talked already mentioned Rod and that phone call about you falling off the plank. But in all seriousness, back yeah. in the day, when you were a nipper, um, he was running the under-23 academy out of Quarata. And I'm, I'm sure you know the history of that with youngsters, yeah. Geraint, Ian, Ian Stannard and, and Pete Kenyat coming through. Um, yeah. And there was a process in place because nobody at that point, I think it was actually unheard of, went from straight to juniors now. But all of this, as you just said, is, is really been accelerated as you've as you grown up, you know, without being patronising at yeah. all. It's a fact, isn't it? You're, just, you're not long out of yeah. school, mate, are you? You know, And no. actually, go, going back to... Your school days, and clearly you've been yeah. in. You've you've been. You've had the desire to be a pro cyclist for a long time, which we will touch on as well. But um, did you? Would you? Did you always think you wanted to be a pro, or did you have other things in your mind as a kid? Because you know you want to, some kids want to be a train driver, astronaut, postman, what well, you know, pro yeah. footballer. What were you like as, as a youngster? Uh, always wanted to be pro. I think like yeah. I don't know. My dad used to race. And then we should just watch it all the time. Because, like, my mum's a piano teacher. She tried piano and oh, it didn't go well for either of us. Like, um, <laughs> can, can you still really, can you play anything, Jock? Have you got any residual no, ability? No, I couldn't even sit still long enough, really. I think I can't remember the last time. Maybe I was like six, I was on the piano. So, yeah. Uh, but no, I don't think. I don't know. It was really weird. I don't think I really was interested in a lot, in being anything else really. Like they made sure I was running and swimming and doing other sports. But yeah, cycling was just sort of like what we watched. And I think with cycling as well, you get a nice bike, don't you? You know, with running and stuff, you get shoes or swimming, you get chunks. <laughs> but like bike is like, that's, a, that's sick, really, isn't it? that's really, nobody's really said that. We've done over a hundred podcasts and have done, yeah. countless interviews over the years but what a simple thing to say you get a bike and you do because yeah, yeah. it's cool isn't it you know and back in the early days when you get I mean I was just getting second hand bits and bobs I remember like buying my first pair of Oakleys with money that I'd earned when I was working in a yeah. supermarket just little things like that it, the cycling kit is cool isn't it yeah I remember best wow, one of the best Christmas gifts was uh, do you remember that old Oakley jaw Breakers when they first yep. came out, when they switched yep. from jaw bones to jaw breaker, yeah, and it was Sagan when it had that the white and like hive is yellow, uh, like he trademarked that, didn't he? And then I, I got one, one, some of them for Christmas. I got one of them in a onesie, and uh, <laughs> you know they're mini bikes at the time, yeah, you know, like the really little ones. I got one of them yep. to like smash around on, but yeah, they were sick. I had them for ages. I like all the, quite, to be fair, I kind of miss all the, like, you know when you used to, like, what, like, save up one stuff and then, like, get it when you was younger and it'd be like, wow. Because now, obviously, you have, like, the sponsors and stuff and, like, you can get get what you want, can't you? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, Christmas, when you had, like, a new set of, like, shoes or something, it was like, yeah. I, now yeah, mate, just, I remember, it. yeah, exactly exactly the same feelings like like getting presents and stuff and it, it was all about for me um once i got to 15 16 it's about getting bike bits and and like you yeah. say, I, mean, I remember getting a 
just getting a pair of pedals, I think, for Christmas, a pair of time pedals, brand new in the box. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just was just like over the moon and because um, I just yeah. wanted to ride my bike and have the shiny kit. But it is it is massively, it's, it's something that's quite understated. And it's that, it's that inspiration. And actually, this mm. leads us actually quite nicely into, you clearly wanted to be a pro. Now, I was linking up with Jamie, your, your, one of your managers, um, oh, last night, fixing this up. That's another, yeah, it's, it's, it's awful to, to communicate with, to be honest with you. Absolute nightmare. But we got through, we managed to get your details, which is nice. But he sent me a picture, which we will show, we can't show on here, but we'll, um, yeah. of you. Oh, no. And I worked it out, it was from 2011. You're stood outside no. the Sky team bus. And uh, you've got like like Wigos on you know the, you know the names on on the door, which your name will be on the door now. I think, I think Swifty's on it, isn't he? Yeah, Swifty's on it. Pete Kenyak's on it. Geraint's on it. Brad's on it. Rigoberto Rans on it. And the only reason I managed to date it between 2010 and 2011 or 2012 is because Rigo Rigoberto Rans on it, and you're there. So we, I managed to date it, and that means you were seven, and you had a little seven. sky cap on. Um, yeah. Do you? Remember, I don't know where it's from. Would that be? I'd imagine it's Tour of Britain, isn't it? Uh, or, no, I think no, tour, I, a, I think I'm in a Tinkoff jersey. Am I in a Tinkoff jersey? Let me have a look. Let me have. I think a... I might have been in Amstel Gold Race. Ah, right. Okay, Maybe. so you properly travelled around to. Ah, yeah. My dad's. We stole. Uh, you know, like one of them Amstel Gold Race signs. You know that they put on lampposts and stuff like. Yeah. Ten left. We nicked one of them. <laughs> yeah. Me and my dad nicked a Tour de France one as well. My dad still got it in his shed. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Luke, actually, Luke nicked is a Roubaix one this year. Me, uh, everyone who's doing their first Roubaix, Luke nicked one for all of us. It was, uh, <laughs> it was class. Me and Kim got a, and it was signed by everyone in the team. I put it in there, up in the house. It's sick. Oh, Kim Hyduk, that's brilliant. Oh, that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. There you are, mate. Can you see? Hold on. Can you see that? There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not sure because there's one with me and my brother, and I think that was Amstel. Maybe that is uh, Tour Britain. Right. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. It just. I mean, it is amazing, isn't it? I mean, one of the conversation threads that runs through anybody I talk to in cycling is how, firstly, from a pro perspective, is the, the relative longevity of an athlete. You know, you're mm-hmm. turning pro at 19, and you could, on paper, you know, ride through till you know, mid, late 30s, early 40s. You know, it's, it's not unfeasible at all, especially now. And it depends on, on how things go, what, what you want, but you've possibly got a 20-year career ahead of you. And, and there's no, yeah. it's very rare in sport unless you're looking at marathon running or, or sports like golf or um, snooker, darts and stuff like that. But you, the fact you're stood there at the age of seven and you've got Swifty's name on that door and Geraint, and Geraint's name on that and now your teammates, that's a little yeah. bit crazy, isn't it? Yeah, super weird. It's a, uh, yeah, kind of like, you don't know what to say, do you? It's just like cool, isn't it? It is. Being on the, on the bus with all of them. We said uh, on camp that I'm closer to Swifty's kids than him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Flipping it. And yeah. uh, oh, what was the thing with G? Oh, yeah, G. So I roomed with G on my one of the camps in Mallorca. And uh, we, was, we were saying, uh, he goes, how, uh, how, when was it? Oh, yeah, it was... He said how many times he's been to Mallorca on this camp, um, you know, with various teams or whatever. He said, yeah, he's uh, he's been coming here since 2004. And he goes, when was you born? And it's 2004. <laughs> 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 oh, fantastic, mate. 
Fantastic. So when that photo was taken at the age of seven, you were clearly riding a little bike, weren't you? Bazzing around, having yeah. fun. And, and when uh, did you... Moda, Moda Major. Do you remember the Modas? Yeah, you still make them, don't they? Moda's still a brand, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And he goes, the minor had Moda written in red, and then the major had it written in blue, and I had the blue one because I was tall, and it's class. 26 inch. Flipping heck, that's brilliant. Have you still got yeah, it? Man. Have you still got it? I actually, yeah, because when we had the club, uh, my dad used to run a club. We used to use all the old bikes for like people who came. So yeah, we still got it. it looks sick. That's brilliant, mate. It, yeah, make make sure. I mean, I'm sure that bike will be looked after. But you know, as your career yeah. goes on, mate, you can look back. It's these little moments and um, saving little momentum. I've got a couple of boxes in the garage and in the, you know, and stored up of, of of little trophies, little trinkets, and. I've got a yeah. few bits of kit. I've actually saved a jersey from every team I'm with. And so I've got jerseys cool. from like 30 years ago. And it's and they, you never really get them out and look at them, and maybe once in a while, but it is part of what, what we do. It's strange, isn't it? Like th- as a human being, o- owning stuff that's important, yeah. it's very difficult to get rid of it, isn't it? And uh, I know you're only still yeah. very young, mate, but already you, you appreciate that, don't you? You, you get a sense of that's yeah, something yeah. that I want to keep as I get older yeah. to look back on, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just cool, isn't it? Having loads of cool stuff. Definitely, mate. I do like I do like stuff. I'm I'm, I'm surrounded yeah. by boxes and bits and bobs. I'm not a hoarder. Don't don't don't, don't get me wrong. You know, I'm, no, I'm no, no. good. But um, I do like me, my, both my wife do like stuff. But so, at what point then? Um, we've gone off on various tangents. I'm just trying to get this in line in terms of your first competition as such when did you because you can want to turn pro kind of that's desire but then there's a point when it's like actually oh this is happening that i can see i'm starting to win bike races and when did that start to come in yeah um quite late really i never really thought about it well i it was always i always thought about it and then i could never really see you know like you always like think about it and believe it you can do it but you never really can see how it how you know yeah how that all happened um so it wasn't till i was racing for years and years but then i won the the omnium and the team pursuit uh euros um as a first year junior and then that was pretty like that was pretty cool that was kind of yeah, easily the biggest thing I'd won. So there was maybe from there, because junior, you start, the races start to mean something a bit more, you know? Yeah. Or they do to you at least, because it's a bit more of a graph to win it, like Thickle as well. It was a cool one when I was the first year. So maybe when, yeah, kind of first year juniors in the second year was kind of when, when I was like, you could kind of see the pathway a bit more rather than just like wanting it. If yeah. you get me. Yeah. So, and then you went on to, well, you not only won that, you went on to, well, last year, wasn't it? I mean, it is only last year, 2022. I mean, this is it. You're still a junior. And I am right. You didn't get beaten in a time trial, did you? No. No. I, you know, every, as my second year, though, I was beaten yeah. as the first year. Well, fair enough. We'll, we'll forgive you that, uh, Josh, mate. We'll yeah. forgive you that. But in the second year, yeah. you un- unbeaten in time trials. But... Yeah. Importantly, significantly, won won the world championships. You won the rainbow bands, and and mm. 
that 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 is a big deal, isn't it? And I mean, what what was that experience like? Was was it? Were you able to process it? I mean, you'd already been European champion on the track, but what? How did you manage yeah. to get your head around that? Uh, actually, first up, I might have to say, uh, just in case Noah watches, he did beat me in a prologue in Isle of Man. Ooh. No, you know, down that seafront. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like how I, I about three k, and he absolutely smashed me in there. All right, just, well, uh, just in case he hears it, because yeah, just he, he might be it. listening and like call you out, Mark, send you a rather yeah, pat- yeah, pattern aggressive yeah. WhatsApp a... note, or, or yeah, yeah. I don't want an Instagram fight, you know. No, no. Actually, um, just a quick one on communication. Just a quickie. I'm, you know, intrigued because my lad's what, yeah. what is he? Twenty, twenty-two. Yeah, twenty-two, and he yeah. communicates on. Oh, Snapchat. Are you a WhatsApp or a Snapchat kind of person? Or something uh, else? I've turned more to WhatsApp, yeah. WhatsApp, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's all right. I just, just wanted to get a lay of the land so I use the right sort of lingo. Um, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. No, I've actually turned a bit more WhatsAppy. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So, um, yeah, getting your head around the rainbow bands, I mean, what an amazing yeah. performance. What was that like? It was weird. Like, I always I think the big thing with me is that I, if I get stressed, I waste a lot of energy. So all all the time before it was trying to kind of like dim it down. Like yeah, just watching. I was watching. Uh, I think it was Family Guy at the time. I and love that show. Like, oh yeah, it's so good. <laughs> but we was like that was part of the thing with just staying calm, like not thinking about it because I didn't even. I watched it, it was like in the morning and then all the way down to the race, like people were starting, because it was a lot of us, people was racing my category while I was just not even warming up yet. Um, and then I didn't see anyone either, just as in any other competitors, I didn't want to know if the wind changed or what anyone else was doing. I didn't want any time checks because for me, I don't think it changes a lot, you know, in a TT is, if you're not going max, why not anyway? You know, yeah. if someone says you're down, you should be not be able to pick it up anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. just trying to distract the whole time sure. and just watch Family Guy. And then I legit remember turning off Family Guy, switching to Spotify, not been on the, not been on Turbo. So yeah, just distracted, and then it went all right in the end. It certainly did. I mean, is is that one of the? I mean, and we can. I think it's fair. We, we, to jump to the time trial the other day, I mean, you're yeah, the youngest yeah. ever winner. Um, and congratulations, mate. I can't remember if I'd said well done or not, but congratulations on, on, on those lovely, lo- that lovely stripy jersey, mate, which you can, looking forward to seeing you that, uh, seeing you wear that in your first international yeah. pro time trial, which is going to be good. And you'll obviously get a new shiny bike as well, which is very cool. We that like stuff. We've talked about that. But that is gonna, yeah, that's going to be stuff all around the house. That is that's <laughs> white, red and blue. House is going to be. To be honest, the house can be horrible with all the everywhere. <laughs> You'll have the bike in the living room because I mean oh, that, those, right, yeah. those tricked-out bikes when they're custom uh, frame jobs are just fantastic, oh. aren't they? Yeah, yeah. it looks clean as well, doesn't it? Like, it's going to go front and centre. Have you got any ideas? Because each year, obviously, Geraint's won it, Alex has won it, various riders, Britain, mm. multiple British champions um, on, in the TT, in Ineos, Sky as it was. Have you yeah. got any influence over how the bike's going to look and how the red, white and blue is going to be done? Or are they just going to do it and, and give it to you? Because I suppose that's going to be 
being sorted out right yeah. now, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure actually. If it was up to me, I'd go like, I'd go like glittery, you know, like <laughs> I'd have it white, and then yeah. you know, like the blue and red, I'd have it like, yeah. like glittery, um, okay, you know, like sparkly and like shiny. But then I think because of that, I won't have a say in it. <laughs> I love it as flashy as it could get, you know. <laughs> You go bling. You'd, I tell you what, you could probably get Adam Blythe as your consultant. You guys working exactly. together, it would exactly. be off the charts. Euro I, glittery I've seen him with a, like white leg warmers, and I rate that a lot. I go like yeah. you know, like Cipollini had his like white headband, white leg warmers, yep. like, and then yeah, glittery, glittery blue, blue, blue and red bike in the sun would be so cool. And well, I'm yeah, looking yeah, forward yeah. to seeing, yeah, seeing what the Pinro yeah. guys. Put pulled together for you yeah. but that, that um, is magnificent but bike aside in the tt itself i mean again i was talking to jamie uh, we were trying to arrange this podcast we did and it obviously we both got really busy schedules we're trying to find a, a, an appropriate slot and he said that'd be good yeah. around the time of the nationals and originally we were going to try and do this before but i think yeah. serendipitously we've managed to do it afterwards because now you've got the win but without trying to yeah. sound well you were you Jamie was saying you went into this championships with incredible confidence, and that's clearly one thing you've got. You're still a very young man, but you you know how you know you know your strengths. You know what you've got to do. It's interesting talking to you about the way you shut everything out and just want to do your own effort, because ultimately you can listen to things outside impact factors, yeah. which in their own way are important. You got to you know you, you've got to measure your effort. It's it's not just about max. There is. But ultimately, you've just got to do the, the job that you can. And, and, and I'm kind of interested in the way you can shut things down. But um, also this over, he did say that you were really confident about winning it. But but, but you beat Fred by yeah. over a minute, mate. I mean, at, at that level, I mean, we've got some, I mean, these days we've got so much talent, haven't we, you know, across men's and women's disciplines, um, across yeah. the board. And it's stacked with, with TT talent. But to win by that margin, did you ever expect that? I mean... I don't. Was no. it, did you expect to win, or were you confident you could win going into it? Because you have to, you have to have confidence, don't you? Um, but yeah. um, tell us about your your your, your mindset approaching yeah. the TT. I don't think. No, I, I, again, I don't think I was. Ex, I wasn't definitely wasn't expecting it um, to win. I was just kind of like, again, trying to be kind of on the right because you don't want to not care. You know, I cared a yeah. lot. But yep. it's you have to try and almost not be bothered until you really need to be bothered. So like doing all the training and stuff. But uh, actually, I've got a I bought an Apple pencil and a, I've got an iPad and a colour. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought I bought a colouring app. So that was what I replaced Family Guy with, colouring in until I had to leave. Um, really? So that's so just to that's keep your mind. That's that's really. Yeah. So that's a proper, just keeps you focused. It's a simple task. That's, that's a really interesting, mate. What, what sort yeah. of things were you colouring in? Like flowers or like, houses or weird yeah, stuff? Yeah, actually, like, yeah, it was. It was anything. I, I think it was like a mandala at the time. Because <laughs> right. yeah. then they're all detailed. And then you have to like concentrate and zoom in and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's just anything to distract you, you know, and that's quite good because he's still chill and yeah. Yeah, nothing, nothing better than colouring in. 
<laughs> That's yeah. a, we'll use that as a soundbite. Nothing better than coming yeah. in. I mean, it, it is it is a great distraction for kids, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah. why, why does Pizza Hut have the, the mats as colouring in things? Because kids love exactly. colouring in. I mean, exactly. Um, what, <laughs> so is, is this something? This is quite intriguing, actually, because as you as you moving through your your um, your early teens and mid teens, and then you've, you're starting to excel at the that you're chosen at your, the sport that you love. And yeah. then you become good and you're riding at international level, winning big races. Were you ever taught anything about how this is what you should do? Or is all this mental side of it, this ability to shut down and know what to do to keep yourself calm? I mean, because yeah. everybody gets nervous. That's a normal thing. Because if you weren't nervous, you'd be like, well, that's something's wrong. We know that. But yeah. is that something that you've learned or is it something that's come very naturally to you? I think... It's definitely one of the reasons why it's gone so well is that I worked out what works for me early, which is which I'm quite lucky about. Because, um, like, it's hard, isn't it, trying to work out what's... My brother's just trying to work that out at the minute, you know? Yeah. Cause it was, we did corona donations together, and I think he got really quite stressed out about that and ended up not doing as well as he wanted to because he was stressed out. But he was trying, you know, like, I think Wiggins was like that, wasn't he, where he just kind of stares at wall, doesn't want to speak to anyone. Um, but if Finn's going to be like me, I, I'm the complete opposite. I want to be distracted right until I'm on the turbo. Yeah. So I think it's just working out what works best for you. And sure. I think the way, how I did that was I had a really good coach, um, Stu Blunt. Stu Blunt. Um, yeah, he's so... Oh, I raced class. with you, low. What a lovely, lovely lad! I raced him back in the, back yeah, in the eighties yeah. and the nineties. A really strong rider as well, but a nice guy. Yeah, so he runs the early P at, at the at TV, the junior team, and um, that was he was really good at reading people, you know, and treated everyone differently. You know, he had a really good relationship with him, and yeah, if he was one of them people that wanted to stare at a wall and just do nothing, he would leave you to it, or like with me. He would just we like crack jokes and and yeah like just just chat shit really yeah um, and that worked and that was how I learned really what worked best for me really quick was just because he was so good at reading me and there was no no hiding you know he was just yeah he knew and then yeah and then I just do try and emulate the same thing over and over again you know. Sure. And just, I don't know what'll be next. I need to find something next. Maybe I'll take a VR to the race. <laughs> Walking <laughs> the plank in the room. That'll be quite good. Walking the well, or just maybe riding. Um, yeah. On the turbo um, with your VR headset on. Um, oh, I hadn't thought about that. Maybe yeah. you could connect it, and then you could actually like Zwift in VR. Well, you can. Uh, right. I, I know that. Um, I don't know. I think it's been constantly in its beta phase for a while. So on Zwift, you can actually. Mm. There is a VR option, but I don't know how you get access to that. But that 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 there is that. Yeah. But it's just because people sweat quite a lot and get. But I, I think it's. Uh, yeah. It has been. It's been around for a couple of years actually. But um, yeah, yeah. That, that, that could be quite intriguing. But again, you cool. would need a group of people around you, some of your your team helpers, or just a, a series of mattresses um, yeah. around you. That would be. Yeah. <laughs> would be maybe it's it could like, be uh, like. Jimbo. Jimbo, I used to watch like you know we used to do rollers. Yeah, um, and then you'd watch a race on telly. I used to crash because I used to be watching the race, and then when they go around a corner, I go around a corner on the rollers. 
<laughs> and then they're going flying. Be the Brilliant. same thing with that one, isn't it? Oh God. Uh yeah. yeah. I've, do you know what though? I I actually didn't ride the rollers as a youngster. I didn't. The first time I rolled the ro- yeah, rollers yeah. was on a video for for GCN, I've seen and it. I had to be I've taught by Dan Lloyd. So um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah. do know what you mean, but I'm useless at rollers. Um, more of a more of a turbo man. Yeah, me with the VR yeah, headset yeah. and rollers would. I think sick. it'd be shut down. Health and safety. Yeah, hey, it'd be a good thing for like Bellow Viewer though. Hey, yeah, we've, we've thought of a business here. Should we try it? Yeah, get Bellow yeah, Viewer oh. on VR. I tell you what, somebody needs to, I think Niall needs to write this down mm. and we need to get this. We'll have a little chat after the pod and get this. Um, we'll yeah, there we go. And Niall making, yeah, my, I think Niall's probably just sent an email to the patent yeah, office. He's nicked to it. Get, he's nicked it. <laughs> he might have done it. I mean, he's, I mean, Niall, is lo- he's a lovely bloke, but I wouldn't, yeah. he's relatively trustworthy, but I'm not too sure. We'll, we'll have to make sure we keep tabs on him. Um, yeah, yeah, know, yeah, he's he's keen on he's keen on other opportunities. Uh, no, we'll leave it at that. We won't oh, discuss okay. that any oh. further. But just okay. back to the TT, mate, because this is a such a lovely rambling chat. It's like going for a walk in the hills and not taking yeah, a map yeah. or even a compass. Um, yeah. But I, I, I'm, I'm just intrigued. Like Fred went on to win the national road race, uh, which was mm. a, a, a wonderful ride. You were up there in the early stages, but it's so hilly. And you, really. Let's be honest. I mean, you're you're a bigger lad, aren't you? You're yeah. Sort of, you know, and it's six, it's six four. Yeah, yeah. six four, um, and that that's as a hard course. But back to the TT, um, yeah. you won it by over a minute. Um, yeah. I'm not a person that's super super like all about numbers and stuff, but I I, I would like to know because. You bit. You have been compared. I compared you on air, actually, mate. And Jamie messaged me. Um, did I did compare you to a mini Ganner um, a little okay. bit, and even hey, and even Blunty, Stuart Blunt said, "Yeah, a mini, but uh, or like yeah, a micro Ganner or a mini Ganner." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know yeah, it's not. Yeah. I know it's not been nice being compared to other riders, but it's something that we do, don't we? But if you get what, what compared was it? to anyone, Ganners, Ganners up there, any? It's not bad, is it, mate? It's it's not yeah, bad. Yeah, I, yeah. But you know what? <clears throat> I would. Lovely lad, uh, Filippo, isn't he? But I would, I think he'd be like looking over his shoulder now, at like, you know, um, time trials in the future and a possible hour record and all that sort of stuff. I know I'm getting ahead of myself here, but talk us through your effort, that 48 minute effort in the TT. What, what sort of numbers are we looking at, Josh, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah. Um, so, of course, it was quite, quite easy to pace, really. So, it was, it was a massive headwind section, which went yeah. uphill. And then there was a massive tailwind section that went down, downhill. And then there was loads of corners. Um, so the corners is always, always, always an easy bit to get time. Especially getting on and off that circuit was like gravel road, like horrible. Right. So I took, to be honest, I guess because, because I'm so young and I just took as many risks as I could uh, just because while I'm this young and I can just be desperate, you know, I haven't got the total worry about or yeah. anything like that. I can just it's take really as many risks. Yeah. So absolutely try to smash the corners because they're just like three seconds you can get while free ruling basically. Yeah. Um, and then it was very over under, you know. I think it, it averaged out at uh, 454 watts for the whole thing. Sorry, it's um, 454 watts for 48 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. That's yeah. that's you, that's a big engine, isn't it? That's that's yeah. Okay, that's yeah. put that into perspective. Blimey. Yeah, no, I was happy. It was 
It's quite a good course for that though, because it was you, you know you could in these corners. I made sure because some of them you could take on the skis and stuff. So I just made yeah. to, sort of like breathe a lot in them, and then that kind of resets you, you know. And it, with that slight descent, just really tuck in. And I had a, I had a sixty four tooth chain ring on. <laughs> Flip it. <back. laughs> so that meant I could basically pedal even still at like nearly seventy k an hour, but only do like I don't know two hundred watts just to like breathe again. And then whack yeah. all the hard bits. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, it was a really good course for kind of high power, you know. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it clearly suited your app, but to win, like I say, to to take it by that sort of margin, um, yeah. not that you need added confidence, but as well as wearing that jersey, getting a nice, potentially glittery, potentially not glittery bike, um, taking good. it, yeah, taking it through to to the rest of the year. Um, mm. Yeah, it's, it's exciting, mate. It's it, it, it just, it must be quite exciting. Is it exciting to be you? Are you, because well, yeah. when you're younger, things are more exciting. I mean, I, I'm living my best life now, mate, and I'm 53. Don't get me wrong. And I get mm. excited by all sorts of things, especially shiny things. But yeah, it is. It's a, it's a lovely feeling, isn't it? At the early days in your pro days, looking ahead um, mm. and with open eyes and thinking, you know, I've done all this already um, and I've got so much still to do. It must be a flipping brilliant, mate. Yeah, yeah. I think I get too excited though. So yeah. I'm always trying to calm myself down because <laughs> it'd be, I'd be end up thinking about that bike for, for ages. So, uh, yeah, I try and kind of relax a little bit, but yeah, I get super excited too easy because I'm lucky. I think in it. So yeah, it's easy just to get too excited. That's not a bad place to be though, is it? At least you, you nah. can see the joy in things, mate. And, and that's a, that's a, do you know what? It's a I I can I could live with that disposition, getting excited, but you can learn to temper it, but never lose that. I mean, never ever lose that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now I don't know if Jamie told you. I don't know if you've ever listened to this pod in the uh, in the past at okay. all. Um, but next up, um, mm. uh, you're from. Can you help me with the pronunciation? You're from Aberaron. Ab- Ab- Abra. Yeah. 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 How do you say it? Yeah. Aberaron. Okay. Well, it's yeah. time um, for the Aberaron quiz. Hooray on quiz. Yo, oh. yo. What's up? Y'all ready? Uh-uh. Let's do it. Ta-ta, turn off your phone. That's right. Get your thinking cap on. Yeah, yeah. It's time. What time? Time for the Aberaron quiz. That is sick. <laughs> that was sick. <laughs> <laughs> so, was uh, that was good, that, wasn't it? That's a little jingle yeah. knocked up by Niall. Um, so uh, it's the Aberaron quiz. It's called, we call it the hometown quiz. Um, yeah. And there's four questions I'm going to ask about your hometown, okay? All right. Um, it's multiple it's choice. It's if I get these wrong. It will, it, mm, yeah, it, it could be. Uh, do you, you don't live there now, but are you still, is your, your mum and dad still there? Yeah, yeah, I was there All right, so you've week. still got... All oh, right, so you still got proper roots there. Okay, so you're probably, yeah, well, hopefully yeah. you're going to be good at these. Now, so Let's it's see. multiple choice. So if you're not sure, you can guess. All right. So okay. um, and the first up is a horse-based question, actually. Um, okay. Josh, I like okay. the way you've changed positions. Are you scared of horses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like things that are bigger than me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> horses have got one up, haven't they? They are quite big. Uh, although saying that yeah. on the on the circuit of the of the uh, road race, there was some. Did you notice there's some like little micro horses at the side of the road uh, in the fields? I didn't do that. Me, that's me. No. <laughs> I didn't see. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, brilliant, mate, brilliant. Okay, right, question number one, uh, Josh. Okay. There is a statue of a horse in the town, okay? Yeah, by but the park. What, yeah, that's it. But what type, of, what type of horse breed is it? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, is it a Welsh tob? Okay. B, a Welsh cob? C, a Welsh fob? Or D, a Welsh bob? So it's a is it a, it's a cob. It's a Good bee. lad. Well done. Boom. Number Next. one. Well done. Because oh. I, I believe, from obviously from my deep research on Wikipedia, there is a Welsh yeah. cob festival every year, isn't there? There is. There is. And a fish festival. And a fish and festival. And a carnival. Yeah, a yeah, carnival. Yeah. It's a place to oh, be, it's isn't it? a busy place. Yeah, what, yeah. So what happens in the, in the fish festival? What goes on there? Oh, it's class all down the harbour and all down the seafront. There's like stalls and you can get, I don't know, like Welsh paella and Welsh cakes and fish. It's Brilliant class. stuff. Flipping yeah, it. I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm, 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 I've got another page open. I'm, I'm looking at uh, coming oh. down to get, get an Airbnb, mate. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this one I'm going to have to just flick pages over. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be okay. looking at my computer. But um, yeah. here we go. Okay, Josh, in the... Um, on on Google, you've got published, yeah. you've got reviews, haven't you, of like restaurants and pubs and stuff like that? Okay. Now, yeah. there's a fish and chip shop in Aberaeron called Fish and Chips Aberaeron Lond Platt. Have you been yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been there? Yeah, of course. Right, I okay. <laughs> okay. So okay. I'm going to read you four reviews on okay. Google, but one of them is going to be fake, and you've got to tell me which. Uh. The fake one is, okay. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. First one. We had fish and, a fish and chip lunch here and it definitely hit the spot. The food was mm. hot and good value for money. The staff were all friendly and helpful. My only minor criticism would be that the seating area was a little chilly. This didn't spoil the meal and we will definitely visit next time we're in the area. So that's one review. Mm. Okay. I've been there and it's, it's been quite warm. Oh, all right. Been... Okay. <laughs> Well, fair enough. So, well, there we go. So think about that one. Um, the next one, um, we ordered a fish and chip meal for all the family, which we, we all thoroughly enjoyed. However, my eldest son, Alan, uh, wanted a deep fried Mars bar for pudding, but the manager refused to make one. Both Alan and mm. my wife, Sarah, ended up extremely upset. Uh, I would not revisit, which is a shame. There's okay. that one. There's that one. That's Scottish um, though, isn't it, that? Yeah, it, yeah, um, but think, is it a real or a fake review? Here we go. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There's another one. Okay, this is review number three. I ordered fish and chips okay. and mushy peas, lasagna and chips. So fish, chips and mushy peas and lasagna and chips. Unfortunately, the fish was overcooked and drying out. The chips were nice, but the lasagna was very greasy. The mushy peas mm. tasted okay, but I've had a bad stomach since eating them, and I'm sorry to say I would not return. <laughs> okay. Whoa, I wanted yeah. to be that one. Yeah, don't come back then. Don't, yeah, don't, yeah, don't come class. back. Don't yeah. come back. Um, You're not wanted. And, the, and there's one, there's, there's, yeah, exactly. And there's one more. Uh, um, okay. This place is okay. Nothing to write home about. Portions of, portion of chips are pathetic for how much you pay. And the lack of prices visible anywhere is also a red flag. The wait was absurd. Mm. There seems to be an army of staff, but there's no rush or anything to get the punters sorted. So that is the final oh, review. So which great. one is the fake review, Josh? It's a long question. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So which one is it? Is it I'm the torn actually? Is it the battered? It is class. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do love reading good like. reviews. So is it the uh, pathetic portions of chips? Is it the is it the lack of battering a Mars bar? Or, yeah. or is it or is it um, bad stomach because of the greasy lasagna? Or is it the uh, the rather positive re- review? Uh, but it was the seating area was slightly chilly. Which is the fake review? Uh, see, I think they're all they're all quite because the, the portions are big. Like yeah, like they they can fill me up. So uh, I think it might be the Mars bar. That just seems so Scottish, which one? you know. But maybe someone came to Wales thinking that was a Welsh thing, not a Scottish thing. Oh me. I'm, I'm gonna go for the Mars bar one. Okay, I think I heard you say you think the Mars bar review is the fake one. I do. I think it's, and the, it's, yeah. the, it's the correct answer. Well done, Boom. mate. Boom. Flipping it. <sighs> this is good. So, mm. so this is good. So, you, if this was a time trial, uh, no, or if this was a, an early break in a race, um, mm. you'd be up the road. You'd have about two and a half minutes, but it's a tailwind finish. Ooh. Right, here we go. Right. right, question number three. Mm. The name of the town is Welsh for mouth of the Eron, which of course is the river, okay? Yeah. Now, Eron is believed to be, by many people, the Welsh god of what? <clears throat> so, okay. Eron is believed by many people to be the Welsh god of what? Is it A, war, mm. B, love, C, revenge, or C, or sorry, or D, hope? So, Ooh. Eron is the Welsh god of something, apparently, according to quite a lot of people over the years. Okay. Is it war, love, Revenge or hope? I'm not sure. Hmm. I quite hope sounds nice, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I, I I'll say hope. I, yeah, I quite you're like gonna go, hope. You can. Yeah. I, I, I love a bit of hope. I love a bit yeah, of hope. Yeah. I'm not not such a, a fan of war, but unfortunately, yeah. the answer is war. War. Yeah. Oh, that makes the town so much cooler. Yeah, it is the uh, he believed to be the god of war, um, yeah. which is well. There we go. I, it's because um, Aaron. In mm. Welsh, is derived from the Middle Welsh for slaughter. So yeah, the river Eron, yeah. So Eron means slaughter in Middle Welsh, and so they yeah. believed that name came from the god of war. So there you go, mate. Interesting stuff. Jesus, just a little, little like old people town. Indeed, it's, it's a, and now yeah. it's now it's like the god of war. Yeah, I know. That's so yeah, sick. maybe Jeez. yeah. I mean. Yeah, so there you go. It's just something to sort of think about, oh, um, you know. Although it's a lovely, are. peaceful little town, isn't it? But at least yeah, it's got yeah. a good chip shop. And actually, we we need to give a shout out to the chippy, really, don't we? Because it looks we like mo- most of the reviews, overwhelming, are positive, yeah, uh, yeah, good yeah. chips. And and you you've been in there. You've had some chips, and of it's course. great. It there is great. Okay. So final question. You've got seventy five percent right so far. Okay. Okay. Um, I got fifty, and I I got that one wrong, didn't I? Oh no, fifty. You have. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh. Not back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maths was never my strong point. Right. This is it's quite a compli- it's not a complicated question. There's only three answers, only three answers, only one okay. is right. Okay. And uh, I've done a pod with one of your teammates, um, mm. uh, Connor Swift, and we had a couple of Gre- we had a Greg's question in there, and every now and again I'd do a Greg's question because okay. I do like a Greg's steak bake. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, where is the nearest Greg's to the town of Aberaron, okay? Is it okay? okay, Is it the one in Cardigan on Five Pedre, which is a street in Cardigan? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. or is it one in Aberystwyth, which is on One Park Melin? That's a road in Aberystwyth. Yeah, or is it another one in Aberystwyth, which is on Twenty Three Parkgate Street? 
Oh. So which is the nearest? Because because your town from Cardigan and Aberystwyth is quite central, isn't it? Yeah. I think. Yeah. So where's your nearest Greg's mate? Is it the yeah. one in Cardigan or is it one of two? Is it mm. Park Mellon or is it Parkgate Street in um, in Aberystwyth? And what I'll do for you mm. uh, is I'm going to give you. You can do not exactly a fifty-fifty, but I, I can t- if you want to not phone a friend. But you can yeah. take away one answer if you was to choose that option. Uh, I reckon if I can do that, I reckon I know it though. Because it's not Cardigan. Cardigan's further than Aberystwyth away, I you, think. Yeah. I think Cardigan is 20, about 22 miles away. And Aberystwyth is about 18, isn't it? Yes. So, yeah. It'll be one of the Aberystwyth ones. So there's one... There's one on the like high street. That's right. And as the crow flies, that's probably closest. But I don't know the other one. I don't know where it is. is the other one up by the university maybe. Well, there's, there's only two apparently. There's, yeah, I don't know exactly where the one's Park Mellon and one is yeah. in Parkgate Street. Yeah. Park Mellon means yellow park. So. Oh, okay. But I don't. There is a park. I don't know if it's yellow. <laughs> Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go for what was the other one? The Park Mellon, and then there was Parkgate Street. So they're both by this park, aren't they? Now, yeah. What well, I yeah. can't remember what the name of the high street is. I can see you're really trying to process this, mate. You are quite competitive, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, it's just because I love Greg's as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the caramel custard donuts. Them ones. Oh, I've there not tried one of those. You not tried one of them? No. Jesus. <laughs> I oh. will do after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got about three I... Greggs in Derby. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit shameful, actually, isn't it? 18 miles away is the closest Greggs. I know. I'm really, really. I'm sorry, mate. I mean, uh, of course, there's a lot. I mean, you've got you've got a statue of a horse. You've got a god of war. You've yeah. got a good chippy. Although it no did grapes. give one bloke a poorly tummy because it's a greasy lasagna. But, but I mean, you've got loads of other nice stuff. Fish yeah. festival. No you. Grapes. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're on the Wikipedia page now. Did you know that? Am I? I'll, yeah, look, I'll, I'll have a little read. Hold on. You know, and it says people of interest on the bottom of the Wikipedia page. Oh, Notable people. Jenking Davis, a rugby player. Ron okay. Davis, photographer. Mm. Sir Geraint Evans, um, an opera singer. Okay. David Lewis Jones, historian and librarian of the House of Lords Library. Ellery Siron, Radio Wales presenter. Mm. Serin Summer, um, a behavioural ecologist. Sinan Jones, a Welsh writer. Caris, uh, Carol Lewis, a novelist. And Joshua Tarling, born 2004, a Welsh track and road cyclist. Mate, you're there. Yeah, I'm there. Go you're on. there, mate. How they cool is that? a lot more interesting than me, don't they? <laughs> so, um, which one yeah, back yeah. to make? I need an answer for me. I'm going to have to push you now, mate. Uh, I'll, I'll, go for, I'll go telly. for Gate Street. I'll go for Gate Street, because it is a high street that it's on. So, it's a Parkgate Street. Yeah, the, mm. you're correct, mate. You are Boom. correct. Brilliant Boom. stuff. Boom. So, just to drill down into that a bit further, five okay. Pedre in Cardigan is right. You're 22.3 miles away. <laughs> okay. You were, you were pretty much bang on. Oh, One yeah, yeah. Park Mellon is 16.3 16. miles away. And Parkgate Street is 400, um, well, 15.9 kilometres away. So, that's all miles uh-huh. away. Sorry. So, 0.4 of a mile nearer where you, you uh, live. 
So um, I've no doubt now you'd get that if you went there, you'd probably get a free, you might get yeah. a free bacon roll and with yeah, a little yeah. cha- with a little uh, donut chaser. So well done. Let's tot up the points. Um, okay. Quite simple. Seventy five percent. Well done, mate. That's pretty a pretty high score. Well done, bud. That's bad. not bad. Uh, uh, can we have a round of applause, now from the from the crowd? Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. No worries, mate. You ought to be uh, you ought to be pretty pretty chuffed with that, mate. But so. Um, What's next, mate? Okay, we're, we're only next? in only in June. The, the tour's yeah. happening. Obviously, not going to the tour yet, but I, you're doing a bit of track. So, what does the rest of the year look like for you? And and, and one of the question that might inform that is, mm. when you were planning your season, when you sat down with the with the coaches and the managers uh, at, uh, at Ineos, um, yeah. they obviously had an idea of what you wanted. But how much of that? Um, did you have an influence on? Was there a discussion about what you wanted to do? So um, in, in relation to what this year might look like? Yeah, actually, I think cause right away, they basically the way that they do it is they, they show you the calendar and they go, what race is you going to do? And because I'm 12, I was like, I want to do Tor, Hobe, <laughs> Volta, Giro, everything. Um, <laughs> basically highlighted everything and was like, but I don't want to go I don't want to go to like, uh, which one did I say I didn't want to go? Like, Tour of the Alps or something. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then actually, um, then then I, they put me in for quite a bit of that and I was like, oh. Then I was like, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um, but then it's been kind of quite, like take my chances everywhere, you know? Yeah, there was no point in me turning down anything. Like I'll never do that, because um, I think just for them and for me, it's just to work out where I was, you know. So they put me in Paris a couple of days before uh, leaving, and yeah, it'd be crazy to turn down Paris, you know. Um, UAE was good. That was well needed, you know. A bit of sun after yep. the winter. But yeah, I'm not sure where I go next. I think I have a bit of uh, bit of the like speed and speed block now. Yeah. Then then I go back to Andorra for a bit of you know climbing and heat. Maybe Wallony because it has a TT and be nice to show the stripes. Yeah. And then the worlds hopefully. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't really know after that, but it's basically two kind of different training blocks, a race yeah. and then worlds. Yeah. Have you managed to, I mean, it's going to be great. I mean, the first world championships Mm. of its type, uh, type in Glasgow, we know what that's going to be like. Um, I'll be up there as well. So hopefully we'll be able to have a chat when we're up there, mate, in real life. Just uh, wish you all the best. I'll be certainly watching the TT, but um, have you had a good look at the course yet, Joshua? Or or have you, is that something you've yet Uh, to do still? I remember a lot of it. I was at, was you there in, in Australia? I wasn't in Australia, no. Ah, uh, because they they like released the course um, there, didn't they? Yes. And I think GB was invited. You know, like the riders was invited to yeah. go, and we had to speak about it. And it it looks really good, doesn't it? It's quite twisty and yeah, technical. Um, yeah, it should be good. Hopefully, it'll be windy and horrible as well. So 
it, it, it's a, there's a how there's a high likelihood that it's going to be it could be well it's mm. it's Scotland isn't it you know and they don't always get the, the best kind of weather no. um, but um, when when will you know if you're picked or not because obviously the British champion you won that emphatically um, mm. and we have and we've got a lot of good TT riders so there's still quite a lot of stiff competition for a place isn't there yeah yeah definitely I think um, there's quite a lot of factors you know like G might go yeah um, and then Obviously, it depends on Ethan because he's uh, he's a bit bad luck as well, isn't he? So yeah, um, it depends if he's ready. Um, yeah, it depends if I'm if I carry the form on as well. Yeah. There's a lot of different things, you know. Well, uh, again, I'll just train for it because I think even if I don't do the elite one, I'll do the the under twenty three one just because okay. it's home world. Um, so yeah, I just. Try not to think about it. It doesn't really change how how I train, you know. Yeah, you're just going to train, and if it if it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, but you'll be you'll be there, like you say. Worst worst case scenario, you'll be doing yeah. under twenty threes, won't you? Which which is cool. I mean, hopefully, yeah. Well, and he's about thirty k TT as well. So oh, right, be, okay. So I think if that goes well, hopefully that that'll be enough. Maybe. Good stuff. Good stuff. Mm. Well. Um, coming towards an hour already mate there's been there's so many other things I wanted to talk about but as, as we touched on at the top that um, it's just nice to let the conversation unfold and it's been an absolute pleasure Josh I know we've had a bit of a natter yeah. uh, after a few beers down in down in Nice but um, one thing I did want to ask about it's funny you said I wanted you know you said you referred to yourself as being 12 and you wanted to do all these races but and yeah. one race was Paris-Roubaix and you did ride Paris-Roubaix and you were <laughs> the youngest ever rider to start yeah. Paris Bay, and I mean, wow! I mean, that that's impressive. Now, I know you kind of technically DNF, but you did finish the race because there's a yeah. there is a time cut. Yeah. But what was that like as an experience, mate? I know you were. Uh, I was talking to a couple of the lads in the team who were enormously yeah. impressed by your not just your strength. We we know that that's undoubted, and that will you know you only that's only going to be home. But you know, jumping in at that level in that technical race and doing a job in the early stages before you got punted and crashed and stuff. But, you know, you, know, you were, you know, I was talking to Fred, actually, he was talking about you a little bit and the way that he was impressed with your positioning um, in the early stages, you did a job. But what was that Paris-Roubaix experience like? That must have been a proper baptism, mate. Yeah, it was cool. Like, <laughs> it was, again, you know, we were saying about trying not to get too excited. Yeah. I got too excited. Because um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, so I did the first kind of, because it's about 100k in it before there's any cobbles. Yeah. And uh, actually, you nearly got in a break there, which was quite good. Um, but then in the end, it all come back together. Um, and then it was the first few sectors, and uh, I was like, well, you know, just to lead a sector in Roubaix would be pretty sick, you know? So I led the first one, and I led the second one. Um, but yeah, I got too excited then. And, uh, Went a bit hot in the in the, on the corners. Took out world captain. Which, took out Luke, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which wasn't wasn't ideal. Um, what was funny though was in the recon, he goes, just every year a muppet crashes on this corner because <laughs> genuinely he didn't use the word muppet, but I'll use the word muppet, and okay. he said. Uh, crashes on this corner because you come off the cobbles everyone's excited and you all got dusty tyres <laughs> and it was me and him well it was me and then he oh, was collateral no. did you was he on your outside you on the inside was it a right hand or, or did you just come right yeah. yeah so you went and you just took him out from the it just took yeah okay you slid out 
Yeah, yeah. How did that go down? I mean, it is one of those things, but obviously Luke's got so much experience, isn't he? You know? Yeah. But, um, it, 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 I mean, loads of people crash in Roubaix, but, um, mm. yeah, I take it, it, it's fine. Obviously, it's just one of those things. You've got to just get up. You can't yeah, dwell on yeah. it and, you, and then go again, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Like, I guess, yeah, shit happens, innit, you know? Um, Roubaix. It, it was quite like, I was a bit embarrassed, you know? Um, but to be fair, we got back. It wasn't ideal, obviously, but did get back. That was funny. I, I left Luke because Asgreen, Asgreen was off the back. His car came up drag, and was dragging him back. So I like hopped on. I was like really struggling like because he was going fast and Luke just got tailed off. So then I was like, oh no, I've taken him out and now I've dropped him. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, oh, but no, I got back. And then uh, Roubaix is such a grim day anyway. I think at the end of it, like, I know Kriato wasn't there, but it's one of them things where Kriato's really good with this, where, like, when you're on the bike, you're on the bike, and then when you're done or you're off the bike, you're off and you don't speak about it. So, because yeah. at the Classics block, Kriato was big on that. It was like when you're at the dinner, you talk about, I don't know, you, the dinner you know you don't talk about the races and even if it goes well you just like switch off and, sure. and start again so it was quite good like there was a bit of a joke about it but you know it was Roubaix there was crashes and punctures and it's one of yeah. those things isn't it I mean yeah. I mean before we before we wrap things up what, what's the what's been the most enjoyable thing so far um, about your I mean first six months as a well yeah six months yeah. isn't it six months as a pro what, what's the big takeaway that you I mean clearly you've, you've got a love for this sport that's you know yeah. the fact that you're seven years of age outside the sky bus I mean blimey uh, now here, and now here you are British national TT champion world junior champion um, yeah. what's been the big what have you enjoyed the most about being with Ineos and riding in the world tour um, just like there's everything you know like I like stuff like we said I like stuff so it's good stuff in it like you learn a bit about bikes like any race with Luke or Quiato really, you do five minutes with them and it's like you realise how you didn't used to know how to ride a bike, you know? Yeah. Like yeah, you do five seconds with Luke and and you're just better, you know? Wow. Um so yeah, a bit of everything and then there's like all the off bike stuff which the bike stuff is allowed. So like the house in Andorra and yeah, new PS new VR thing. <laughs> um, yeah, a bit of everything. I really like Norway. That was my favourite race. I think. And, was, like, and, ben, the, and Ben won, didn't he? Yeah, Ben and Magnus were second. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, it was just fun, you know, like good, good, like prologue, and then we controlled it so well, did a good job on the last day and stuff. So cold though, but it was that was probably my favourite race, most enjoyable. Maybe not the favourite, but most enjoyable. Most enjoyable. Fantastic stuff. Well, uh, oh, 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 hold on a minute. We've got. Um, Random question alert. Oh. Random question alert. Random question alert. It is time for a okay. random question. Sorry, mate. Right. Um, I've got this old supercomputer from the 60s, as you might know yeah, about, yeah. that Sigma installed. I've tried to get rid of it. I've actually got um, I've got some people on the case. But it's, it's all legal. But anyway, yeah. I've got to ask you this random question before we rack things up. Okay. Um, right. I'm just reading this off this bit of paper. Um, the local bank calls you to explain that there's been a mix-up. 
For the last 19 years, your parents have been paying £5 a week pocket money into an account for you. Now you get to spend it, but only on stuff kids spend their pocket money on. So what are you going to do? What are you going to buy with your £4,940, but only stuff that kids would buy? Costs quite a lot, just under five grand. Oh, but you can only buy stuff that you'd buy when you're about ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate. That's easy because I still buy that stuff. That's easy. Lego, Lego, no, oh, no mate. doubt. Lego. I actually this Christmas. Uh, yeah, my girlfriend got me a massive Lego Ferrari. You know, like oh, that wow. Technic stuff. Yeah, it's class. So yeah, that, uh, four grand on Lego would be that'd be mate. half hour in the shop. Nothing. You could imagine all you you could at that room you're in that you could just have like yeah, Lego yeah. like Josh's Lego world. Look at this. Yeah. Look, I'm a big Lego fan. Wait, hold on a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Oh yeah, which one's that? This is you know it's Van Gogh's painting of Starry Van Starry Gogh's Night. Painting. Oh, so it's a painting. Sick. So that's hold on. That's Van Gogh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's a it's a Lego 3D picture of a painting. So this is. Oh, I haven't built it yet, but it, mate, it's yeah, yeah. I love Lego. We've got loads of Lego. I loads of Star Wars Lego in the corner there, but yeah, oh, brilliant. You I've, are not I've the only cycle. Loads of cyclists love Lego, mate. Yeah, well, I've got in my house. I've got like a, I call it a man mezzanine. So it's like above the kitchen. It's only like a really little room, but it's like it's quite weird. We have a kitchen, and then like because we're in the roof, we have like quite a high ceiling, you know, and then they've put like a little almost like a balcony on yeah. the inside and I've been trying to work out what I'll do with that so I'm going to fill that with Lego now fantastic oh, yeah. right that's, that's a sick that's, idea that's brilliant well I tell you what Well, I think we could have easily had a two hour podcast maybe more mate it's been an absolute pleasure <laughs> yeah, getting yeah, to know you a little well. bit better and uh, thanks for being so generous with your time enjoy no the rest of your downtime mate um, I'll oh. catch up with you hopefully at the Worlds and um but before then, just yeah, stay safe, mate. Look after yourself, and and uh, yeah, best luck with the rest of the year. And hopefully, we'll catch up soon. But Josh, it's oh, been dude. an absolute pleasure, mate. You take care. Ah, oh, thanks for having me, mate. Cheers. Well, how about that? If only he knew in a matter of weeks he'd be the British national elite time trial champion and get himself a podium at the World Championships as well. In fact, Josh was kind enough to send me this little recording to give me an update on how I was feeling with that result. Hi, Matt. So, uh, it's a few days now after the Worlds. Uh, I'm in a hotel in Belgium ready for a new tour. Um, but yeah, I got third in the Worlds. Got myself a cow, so... Super happy. Uh, yeah, I'll see you later. A Highland coup for his mezzanine of fun. Great stuff. In fact, I did get another opportunity to speak to Josh just after the world at a little mini ruler live event in conjunction with Zwift. We sat on stage for an hour over a beer and he asked me whether he should ask Pinarello to get a bronze custom TT bike. He's already got the National Champs coloured one. And he said, well, because his reason behind it was because it was the, the Super Worlds, or he called it the Mega Worlds. So could he get a Mega Bronze bike? And the crowd um, gave it a resounding yes. So if you're listening, Mr. Pinarello, uh, get him a Mega Bronze bike, please. Anyway, a massive thanks to Josh for joining me on the podcast today, which in fact was quite a long time ago now. This podcast was produced by Noel Gaffney on behalf of Hot Chili. Thanks to Perry Ab Gwyneth for the podcast. <laughs> I've just come off on a corner and it's in a, it's as if I can't get my chain back on. 
So I'm gonna just not panic. Uh, I found a leaf so I don't get my fingers dirty. And I've put the chain on the big ring and I'm off again. Here we go. Thanks to Perry Aquinith for the podcast theme tune and thanks to you for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe and rate the pod and why not recommend it to anybody who likes colouring in because who knows, that might be the secret to powering your way to a national time trial champion's jersey. That's all for me for now. Cheers all, stay safe and goodbye. Oh, 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 oh